Morning, prayer warriors. Hey, Mark here. Just so be, I'm so glad to be here with you today. And uh, let's just open with just a quick word of prayer. Ah, dear Lord, we just give thanks. We just praise your name. We give you the glory just for this season in our lives, this season on the calendar. Thank you, Lord, for all you do. Open our hearts, open our eyes to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Um, hey, we're going to just have a little bit of fun here today. And, and and as we go through the book of Acts and we're looking at prayer and we're looking at, you know, everybody, you know, is just be on fire for God. They're on fire to share the word that, that Jesus is our personal Savior. And so I just want to just continue to share with that. And this is on Paul's second missionary journey. And if you remember Paul's second missionary journey, although it only takes a couple of chapters, um, it was actually probably two and a half to three years. Um, the first one, first missionary journey was kind of shorter, but this one was quite a bit longer and covered a whole lot more ground. And so we're going to kind of take a look at some of that. And, and the last week as we took a look at Acts um, remember Paul and Silas, they'd been thrown in jail for preaching, you know, God's word. And, and then suddenly, you know, there was an earthquake and they were set free and, but they didn't leave. And as a result, the jailer came to Christ, his family came to Christ. Well, what happened next, you know, is, is always important in a Christian's life. You know, they continue to be persecuted. Um, and, and Paul went to him and said, guys, you know, you're persecuting us, you threw us in jail, we're Roman citizens. Well, at that time, being a Roman citizen, you couldn't be put on trial by just anybody. Um, you need to be put on trial by other Romans and who had the power. And so these guys were quite embarrassed for throwing Roman citizens into jail. And so they said, hey, let's kind of cover this thing up. Um, and what did he do? What did Paul do um, when they released him? He went to a fellow Christian's house. He went back to Lydia's house. Remember Lydia there at the beginning of chapter um, 16 there in verse 13, when he originally got to Philippi, he went to where people were praying down by the river. And who's one of the first persons he mentions? was Lydia. And so I just want to kind of clue you in to, to you know, he, he went to Lydia, he saw Lydia, sat with her in prayer down by the river. He was back at Lydia's home after he'd been thrown in jail and released really, um, you know, by an angel and an earthquake. And so he goes back to Lydia's house. So this is a key mention that really tracks with what Luke is doing throughout the book of Acts. In that time period, women really weren't acknowledged. They were not accepted as equals to men. However, if we read the book of Acts and hear Luke is traveling with Paul, um, Timothy, and Silas, and Luke is really bringing forth the value of women in prayer. 
And that's what I want you to understand today, the value of women in prayer. Because really, you know, there's some amazing prayers by women in the Old Testament. There are some amazing stories of Jesus in the, in the Gospels of acknowledging women and talking with women when, in fact, you know, the women will say, well, like, why are you talking to me? I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm a Samaritan woman. Um, I'm a Gentile woman. And Luke really brings this out in the book of Acts. And right there, you know, in six, in chapter 16 and verses 13 and 40, we, 40, 40, we see the story of Lydia and her Christian home. As we, as we track Paul's travels around there right now he's in philippi and they say hey dude you need to get out of town so he goes over to thessalonica and thessalonica you know between philippi and thessalonica um is about a hundred kilometers or about yeah about a hundred miles i'm sorry uh, you know in these days if you just took the e90 between philippi and thessalonica his next stop um you're taking probably an hour and 45 minutes there on the e90 highway um Oh, the E90 wasn't even invented then. The motorways weren't there. So Paul was humping it from, you know, up here in Philippi down to Thessalonica. So it probably took him another week to, to go on down there. And then after that, you know, he was kicked out of Thessalonica as well. The people said, nah, you know, and it was primarily the Jews and sometimes, you know, the Gentiles, the businessmen saying, you know, we don't want you here. And so sometimes they raise up rabble rousers like they did there in Thessalonica and so from there he went over to Berea and Berea is really one of kind of those unique places there in the book of Acts because they studied the word of God um, and and you'll see that we should be like Bereans we should be digging into you know where was this written why was it written who was doing the writing um, and it's all right here in the Bible, and so let's put it in context. Um, you know, and so he's with the Bereans for a while, but the guys from Thessalonica, they find out he's over in Berea, so they chase him out of Berea. You know, they send the thugs to follow him over there as well. So then he's he's gone, you know, that 50 miles between Thessalonica and Berea. So then he he takes off and goes down to Athens. Well, that's that's a pretty big trip in there he may have run out to the coast and and taken a ship down to athens because um, it's about 200 miles uh, and then once in athens you remember that you know he was standing there at mars hill and he's looking around at all these other you know you got the goddess to this and the god to this and the, you know all of these statues around here and he's they're saying hey you're another rabble rouser and they want to you know put him in chains again so paul was so bold in his prayers and his speech that they continually said hey like dude you're offending us you need to leave town um but he didn't. He continued to preach and pray in each of these places. So here he is in Athens, and he talked about, you know, oh, here is my God. It's the unknown God, and this is the one you really need to be following over here. So that's down in Athens, and then he continues another 50 miles down the coastline to where? Corinth. So he gets down to Corinth, and he's doing the, the same thing, but then he spent about a year and a half down in Corinth. And the key thing throughout these travels in each one of these places, we go back to Lydia, we go back to Luke talking about women. Um, in Thessalonica, you know, in 17, in 
chapter 17, verse 4, um, Luke writes that, again, Paul is leading women to Christ. And then when he goes to Berea in chapter 17, 12, um, 17, verse 12, um, again, he's leading women to Christ. And then in Athens... 1734, chapter 17, verse 34. Again, he's talking about Demarius, who's been led, led to Christ, a, a woman of significant promise. And then in Corinth, in chapter 18, verse 2, once again, he's mentioning not just Aquila the husband, but Priscilla the wife. So these are all very, very important things to kind of understand, although they just take a couple of verses and a couple of names in there. Here it is, you know, in some places around the world, women do not have that same equality as men. But here in the Bible, we see it firsthand. Luke is writing about them. Um, and, and it writes about widows. It writes about kids. Um, and so we need to really kind of understand that and really look that, yes, there is a way for all of us. It's, this is just not written for men. This is written for women. And, and God really upholds the lives of women. And that's what I just kind of want your prayer to be these days. Because And, and then we're going to conclude real quick there in, in chapter 18. We're going to go down here to verses 9. Paul is a prayer warrior, just as we should be as well. And so this one night, Paul is in Corinth. You know, he's not quite sure what to do or where to go, but the Lord spoke to Paul just as he can speak to us in our prayers and in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak, and do not keep silent, for I, God, am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city." He is surrounded by brothers and sisters in Christ. He is surrounded by prayer warriors. And that's what I want you to kind of take away today. God loves us all. God gives us all opportunities. We just have to pray and go to him just on a daily basis. He will give us that vision. He will give us that answer, usually. He may say wait. He may say no. But here it is. It's do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent for I am with you. And no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city. Brothers and sisters, I just want to lift you up in prayer this week. Just keep at it. Turn to God. Thank you.